So Congress is about to pass a $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package. What omnibus? What does the word omnibus even mean? It's something Congress made up. It means we're going to spend trillions in taxpayer dollars and there's nothing you can do to stop this. Nobody has any idea what is in this bill. It's 4,100 pages. There was 16 hours total from the time it was released from when the Senate started voting on it. The Republicans, by the way, they need Republicans. The Senate, this cannot be beat the filibuster without at least 10 Republican senators, and they're going to push it through. They, 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 could, they, they could shut down the government. They could insist on cutting some of this $1.7 trillion, but the spineless Republicans are not going to shut down the government. Ukraine is getting another $45 billion thanks to this package. I mean, American citizens cannot afford to buy loaves of bread, cannot afford a, 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 tw- a dozen eggs that cost five, six, seven dollars a dozen. But Ukrainians, congratulations, another $45 billion. The Pentagon is getting $800 billion, which is ludicrous considering that they just lost track of what, $3 trillion the, the, the Pentagon lost track of, and now we're rewarding them for losing track of $3 trillion by giving them nearly another trillion. The, the Pentagon has never passed an audit. The only, the, like the only government agency, department, that has never, ever, never passed an audit. I, I used to be such a big supporter of defense spending, military spending, but you know what? It's a government agency just like everything else. The DMV, the kickbacks, the corruption— they're just like another DMV. And and, and uh, military spending to me has become like a Ponzi scheme. So we have all the stunning details of this $1.7 trillion monstrosity coming up. President Biden is sending busloads of illegals to Tennessee. Now, does that sound familiar? They're, they're, Biden is spending thousands of illegals on buses into Tennessee, which is a Republican state. It's a red state. Okay, so why is it, and you don't hear a word about it, media is not discussing this, so why is it when Governor DeSantis sends illegals to New York City and Washington, D.C., where they want illegals? They say, come to us, we're a sanctuary city. Why is it that DeSantis is this, like, horrible tyrant and he's using these illegals as pawns, this vicious, evil person? But when Biden, in the middle of the night, he's the one who created the border mess, DeSantis doesn't want doesn't want the illegals. Biden's the one who brought them here. Okay, but Biden's just doing his job. Well, of course, he's sending them to Tennessee. Where where do you want him to send them? You know, you need to send them to a state that has room for them. The FBI has. Oh, you're going to love this. The FBI has uh, put out an official response to the Twitter files and all these very, very damaging allegations in the Twitter files about the FBI. And basically, the FBI will read it to you. They're saying that this whole thing was conjured up by conspiracy theorists the fbi is claiming you cannot make this stuff up anything any fact that they don't like is becomes a conspiracy theory mask mandates are coming back uh mayor eric adams in new york he it's not a mandate in new york city but he's asking new yorkers to mask up but the problem is that mayor adams just like all democrats is not following his own advice uh he was he he literally put out a tweet saying new yorkers you got to put on a mask it's the safe thing to do and then hours later, he was at a party. He was pictured uh, literally inches away from other people in this crowd, crowded room, not wearing a mask, of course. Uh, and, and, and people are upset. And, and why are people upset at Eric Adams? Don't they know? Everybody knows Democrats don't need to wear masks. Democrats of Martha's Vineyard, Obama didn't need to wear masks because Democrats don't spread COVID and don't spread the flu. It's only Republicans 
I'm sure Eric Adams has a lot of vaccines. Also, he's elite. If you're vaccinated, but you're a low-life Republican, you're deplorable, then you spread COVID and you spread the flu. But if you're an elitist like Eric Adams, then the vaccine takes on a whole different meaning. So Adams only meant Republicans should mask up. I, I, and, and, of course, poor people. So I don't understand why everybody's making a big deal out of this. By the way, Passaic, I feel bad for the children of Passaic. At least the public school district of Passaic, New Jersey, um, is now actually mandating masks. So literally these little children, these poor little children are going to have to wear masks in Passaic. Uh, uh, Eric Adams does not need to wear a mask. Uh, there's going to be thousands. Somebody somebody tweeted that there's going to be like 80,000 people at the Jets football game, like four miles away from Passaic in the Meadowlands. Those fans are not going to have to wear masks, but the little five-year-old in school in the Passaic public school system is going to have to wear a mask. It's just, it's beyond absurd. Uh, Airbnb is banning any listing that was once used as a slave plantation. By the way, how about the White House? Can you have an Airbnb listing at, at the White House and all these other official government buildings where they had all these slaves? But um, Airbnb has outlawed, they, they are banning rental properties where slaves either lived or worked. Um, and, and there are going to be exceptions. Get this. So, I, again, woke Airbnb. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Why? Because 100 years ago, 150 years ago, there was a slave plantation. So now somebody who owns it can't make a few bucks on Airbnb. I mean, it's just it's just ludicrous. But here's the exception. This is what I love is the there's an exemption to the new Airbnb anti-slave policy. Um, certain experiences that provide certain listings that provide important educational context led by reputable partners and experts. So who's going to decide that? The way I translate this is, if it's going to be a big moneymaker, you know, Airbnb knows there's going to be some, like, museums and some other things. I guess not a museum if it's Airbnb, but you know what I mean, like historic places or places that are very high profile where they're going to make a lot of money, but they were slave plantations, so they technically violate the new rule. So there's an exemption for experiences that provide important educational context, which are run by reputable partners. Basically, if you can make a lot of money for Airbnb, then you're going to be exempted. All right, let me read to the FBI. We're going to get to the spending package in a moment. We have a list of just these insane uh, spending um, things that are included in the bill, spending programs, etc. But um, let me read to this FBI statement responding to the Twitter files. The Twitter files, of course, show beyond any doubt that the FBI, the deep state, colluded with Twitter to censor stories and literally the FBI paid Twitter $3.4 million as compensation to uh, basically ban conservatives and censor out conservative stories. It, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, this stuff, if, if, it was in, if it was in a fiction novel, I'm not sure that I would believe it. And yet we now know based on Elon Musk. And thank, yeah, it's unbelievable. Thankfully, Elon Musk actually went and took over Twitter, this stuff would be buried. It's like amazing. If Hillary gets elected in 2016, we'd never know about Spygate. If Elon Musk doesn't decide to buy Twitter, then you know we would never expose all these things. And, and there actually may be indictments. There actually may be prosecutions you know, and, and, and firings at the FBI. They may clean up the deep state. I mean, it's hard to fathom. But like somebody, you'd have to think somebody will have to pay. There has to be some accountability. The, the, the stuff that's coming out is literally spine chilling. How the FBI paid off Twitter $3.4 million. Oh, thank you for spending the time. We're going to meet with you. We're going to tell you what, what, which, 
which stories to censor, a.k.a. You know, the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, et cetera, and which 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 accounts to ban uh, conservative accounts. And then we're going to pay you millions of dollars to do so. So how did the FBI respond? Quote, it is unfortunate that conspiracy theorists are spreading misinformation to discredit the agency. So it's conspiracy theorists that are spreading misinformation. And who are these conspiracy theorists spreading misinformation to discredit the FBI? This is, That's what they're doing. This is about discrediting the FBI. So it's unbelievable. And they, they, this is what they do is they say, oh, conspiracy theorists. And they just write it all off. It's like COVID leaking out of a lab. It's like election fraud. All, of course, all the conspiracy theories, basically almost all of them have come true. But if you don't disagree with somebody's facts, well, no problem. They're not facts. They're just a conspiracy theory. And then you just discredit them. They're science deniers. They're election deniers. This is going to be Twitter. This is going to be, uh, I don't know what they're going to call it, Twitter deniers or FBI. Oh, they're just FBI deniers. You know, they, they, they think that the FBI colluded. Well, why do they think so? Because of documents. We're talking about emails. The, 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 like, what do, what do you think Elon Musk went and, like, fabricated these emails? I mean, these are literally emails that were sent between Twitter executives, sent from one Twitter executive to the other. There are Slack um, Slack messages that that, that 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 Elon Musk dug up. I mean, these are this is as factual as you can get. It's not like, uh, you know, uh, claims from anonymous sources or witnesses or whatever. Elon Musk bought Twitter, okay, and he went through the files, and he sent the files to... Uh, These reporters, liberal reporters, by the way, everybody keeps calling them independent journalists, middle of the road journalists. They're liberal journalists. They've been liberal for as long as I can remember. I've known these two journalists, Barry Weiss and and Matt Taibbi. I have followed them. They just don't like how extreme the Democrat Party has become and how hypocritical. And they don't like censorship and and they don't like the banning, you know, uh, the cracking down against freedom of speech. But uh, but 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 politically speaking, they're very to the left. They're not even like in the middle left. They're like left left. So these are the conspiracy theorists. This is what's happening now is they're calling their own people conspiracy theorists because that's what they need to do because the facts are completely here, not on their side and, and exposing them. But this is going to work for the millions of Americans who get all their news and information from the Washington Post, the New York Times, and are ver- and are seeing virtually no glimpse of the Twitter files, which are being totally buried by the mainstream media and ABC News and NBC News and MSNBC and CNN, which CNN, by the way, accounts for about four or five hundred thousand total of those people. Not many, but um, they're going to read this FBI. Oh, look, I knew it was the whole thing was just a conspiracy theory. It's just like COVID leaked out of a lab. Everybody knows that COVID came from a bat. All right, so let's get to this omnibus $1.7 trillion spending package, which, as I said, you know, it needs at least 10 Republicans. It's going to get many more than 10 Republicans in the Senate, which is outrageous. Um, and Congress has no idea they're passing this bill. There's one congressman who actually was his team was going through this bill and they, they were uh, tweeting about it. And uh, he, he literally tweeted all these details of what's in the bill. So we're going to read you a bunch of those that list, but it, it, they gave out of this 4,100-page bill, and they, they they released it about 2 a.m., very early Wednesday morning. The vote started 16 hours later voting on this bill, so it would take—you'd have to read four pages a minute straight without any breaks. If you wanted to read all—if you just do the math, to read all 4,100 pages of this bill between the time it was released at like 2 a.m. till 16 hours later when they started voting on it in the Senate— Senators would have to go through it at four pages a minute and not stop once, not take any breaks for 16 hours straight. So you cannot make this stuff up. Um, it includes 
hundreds of millions of dollars to fund border security, get this, and border walls in the Middle East. In the Middle East, you can't make it up. This spending bill includes hundreds of millions of dollars being sent to countries in the Middle East for enhanced border security, for border wall funding. So $410 million, $410, unbelievable. The, the, the United States has an open southern border, millions, literally millions of illegals crossing under Biden, millions more than he's busting them to Tennessee. But th- this spending bill includes $410 million for enhanced border security in Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. Um, and, and Republicans and Democrats negotiated a similar plan in March, which sent $370 million to border security initiatives in the Middle East and North Africa. In June of last year, 2021, Congress authorized nearly a billion dollars in border security funding for Middle Eastern and North African countries. So think about that. Number one, people can't afford uh, uh, to buy a loaf of bread. There are people who are hungry. Uh, You know, I know, again, I I understand even with inflation, there are a lot of people that are doing just fine in America, but it's very tight. Many people are struggling. Many people we know are struggling and we're spending and we can't we can't secure our own border, but spend hundreds of millions and billions of dollars to foreign countries for them to secure their border. Why are we securing the border of Jordan? Why are we securing the border of Lebanon, of these terrorist countries? Egypt. I mean, it's 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 just it's 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 unconscionable. It's incomprehensible. And uh, in, and, and and then to top that off, Biden has allowed two point six million illegals. Biden has allowed about two point three million illegals to cross the border thus far. And he's going to allow another 2.6 million uh, projected over the coming year. So you're talking about almost 7 million illegals under Biden between 2021 and uh, the end of 2023. All right. In addition, other things included in this spending package, $65 million for salmon recovery, whatever that means. The word salmon, interesting tidbit here. The word salmon was mentioned in this spending bill 48 times. Okay, there's just something very wrong with that. 48 times. There's something very wrong with the fact that you're running a country. This is like half the budget. Half the half the entire yearly annual budget is being passed in this spending package and they don't even know what's in it. 4100 pages. They give it to these people in Congress, members of Congress and tell them here, vote on it and they just they just vote. They have no idea what's in it. None of them ever read it except for this one man and his team, this one Republican and his team. That's what we're quoting you here, and uh, it, it, it's and that's how they run this country, and 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 then they wonder why the country's in so much trouble. So three million dollars for bee-friendly highways. This is in the bill. Three million dollars allocated to create highways that are bee-friendly. Thirty bee, as in bees, like buzz, like the insect. Highways that are bee-friendly, whatever that means. <laughs> it's laughable, but it's this is this is true. $36 million for the Michelle Obama Trail, whatever that trail is. There's going to be a building that's named after Nancy Pelosi. That's in this bill. There are $60 million worth uh, allocated for two programs that are named after Senator Pat Leahy. Senator Pat Leahy, I think, is retiring. Where is he from? I guess he's from Vermont. And uh, $60 million in to fund two programs named for him. Uh, $477,000. So that's just chump change, drop in the bucket, $477,000 for anti-racist training, uh, $1.2 million for services for DACA recipients, $4.1 million in various career programs for one of the richest counties in the U.S., Fairfax County. Um, there's funding in this program for a gender program in Pakistan, 
$11 billion for the FBI, of course, the aforementioned corrupt FBI, uh, $1.75 billion for the ATF. There is funding for statues to build statues to honor journal- journalists. Well, isn't that great? And a billion dollars in media subsidies, including $500 million for the Center for Public Broadcasting, which includes PBS and NPR, very, very liberal um, channels that, you know, public uh, broadcasting channels that nobody's watching. I mean, just tedious, boring stuff, NPR, PBS, nobody's watching. Um, all right, President Trump, uh, let me see over here. Um, as I said, Zelensky, Vladimir, now Vladimir Zelensky, by the way, visit, by the way, visited Congress, addressed Congress, visited Joe Biden, President Biden at the White House, and he's saying $45 billion is not enough. He says he wants more. Again, he's already gotten, we're talking like about $100 billion total because he's already gotten like over 55, $50, $55 billion this year. And uh, by the way, Zelensky showed up at the White House wearing fatigues. Uh, you know, he, he like, you know, he, he wasn't exactly, you know, dressed to kill, wasn't exactly wearing the most formal attire. Zelensky, the way he dresses in Ukraine, which is a war zone, um, he was wearing fatigues when he literally sat with Biden at the White House and addressed Congress. And there was some debate about that. Is it appropriate? Was it respectful or not? I mean, people pointed out the irony. Zelensky, he flew across half the world, you know, flying first class. But uh, then he gets off the plane and meets with the, wor- the, the, the leader of the free world, the president of the United States, Biden, or at least the person who is officially the leader of the free world. And, he, and he's wearing these, like, you know, fatigues that, you know, were, were pretty sloppy and messy. And I understand he's trying to make a point that he's, you know, he, he wants to kind of represent his people. And it's, it's more about, like, the imagery. But I say, listen, if you've given the guy, like, $50 billion and he can't afford to buy a new suit to visit the White House and Congress, he's obviously not spending—he obviously is not very financially savvy. I mean, maybe we should not be sending him— Another $50 billion, $45 billion. You can't make this stuff up. Um, Oh, and by the way, you know that hundreds of millions of dollars are being allocated to the DOJ to prosecute January 6th protesters. um, Let's see, the DOJ had asked Congress for, let's see, $34 million to fund 130 employees to investigate uh, 80 January 6th prisoners, but that budget has been expanded to $212 million. So they're giving $212 million to the DOJ to further support prosecutions related to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Um, And oh, and I have to point this out because officially the reason I told you that, you know, they need Republicans in order to pass this thing, which should give them so much negotiating leverage. So why are the Republicans passing this insane bill. We just read you what's in it. I mean, $1.7 trillion of spending insanity. And uh, here's the story. Officially, the Republicans say, yeah, but we need defense spending. We need military spending. That's their excuse. The Republicans, they, they, they get a lot of stuff, you know, earmarked for their own district. So Republicans, you know, they're big spenders, just like Democrats. They're a bunch of hypocrites. They claim that they're not, you know, pro-spending. But then they pass every spending bill under the sun Rand Paul, Mike Lee, they're the only ones who really try to stop this and, and, and a few other conservatives. So here's the story is, you know, uh, Senator Mike Braun of Indiana made a really uh, and I believe he's the one who also released all that those details we mentioned before. But he made a really good point. He said this is such hypocrisy. He says you're justifying you're doing this quid pro quo where you're saying, listen, we have to give the Democrats all these 
trillions in spending because we have, you know, we need military spending. They're holding the military hostage, the Pentagon hostage. And Mike Braun says the Pentagon has no idea how to spend their money. They lost track of, you know, I don't know if I said before, three trillion dollars. It's either two or three trillion dollars. But I guess they lost track. I'm sorry, two trillion dollars. Oh, well, just two trillion, not three trillion. So he said, quote, why would we want to give Nancy Pelosi a going away president and speaker and let Schumer have his fingerprints all over it? Because our side said it does so much for defense spending. The most important thing we do, the Defense Department just completed an audit that cost $180 million on where their assets are. Three, $3.5 trillion in assets, they can only account for 39%. You've got a place that doesn't even know what it owns, where it is, and they want more. I say improve it first before you use that as a quid pro quo to get deeper in debt, which makes no sense. So think about what he's saying over here. He's making a great point. He's saying that, oh, listen, defense spending, we need more defense spending. So at a $3.5 trillion in their budget, they could not find $2 trillion. They literally lost track of 60% of their assets. They could not, they literally don't know. They lost $2 trillion, $2 trillion. It's it's obscene. It, it, there are no words. That, the entire military, the entire Pentagon leadership should be fired. They should all be fired and just start fresh because it is inexcusable to lose $2 trillion. And now, hey, we have to give them another $800 billion because we need them for defense. Like, what, what do you need it for? You want to throw another $800 billion down the drain? All right, Title 42 is about to expire, and uh, illegals are amassing at the border in huge numbers. Title 42, of course, that's COVID, right? We're making 5-year-olds and 6-year-olds and 7-year-olds in Passaic County wear masks. But, hey, illegals can cross the border, and Title 42 is is uh, expiring, and uh, we, we're not gonna, we're not going to have any issue with illegals crossing the border and spreading COVID all over the place because they're not six-year-old uh, school children, and um, it's just you know it's just incomprehensible. The influx has already been millions, and now it's going to be millions more, like a tidal wave, draining our resources, allowing drugs like fentanyl and other drugs to enter our country. Fentanyl is killing young people in droves. Uh, allowing criminals, gang members, etc. Um, and as I said, Biden, bus- Biden busing thousands of illegals to Tennessee. Eric Adams is silent. Kamala Harris is silent. You know, it's only when you send them to Kamala's house, like like DeSantis did in Texas Governor Abbott. But send them to, and Kamala wants illegals in the United States, as does Eric Adams and, uh, you know, the mayor of Washington, D.C., etc. Um what else is going on over here? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the you know the, the mainstream media has admitted, and the European leadership, and, and basically everybody at this point admits that the attack on the Nord Stream pipeline was not carried out by Vladimir Putin. You remember that? Remember the attack on the Nord Stream pipeline several months ago? And, of course, everybody jumped to blame Putin. And, look, I'm no fan of Vladimir Putin. I think you know that. But the problem is that, you know, they're sabotaging Putin. They're doing these things and then blaming Putin— and then everybody piles on Putin and wastes their time and energy and resources with Putin and ignores the real problem. So this is and again, it's just fake news, just like when there was a missile, a stray missile that hit Poland. Everybody jumped to blame Putin, except for Donald Trump Jr., who said, hey, how do we know? And then it turns out a few hours later, oh, actually, it was it was Ukraine. It was a Ukrainian missile that went straight into Poland. It was not it was not Vladimir Putin. Again, Putin's not a good person. But the problem is that he's being set up and then. We spend billions of dollars attacking him, and he's not actually turns out not to be the perpetrator. 
So, you know, it's a local isolated issue, what, what's happening between Putin and Ukraine. And here it's draining us billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, and not to mention causing inflation and high oil prices and everything else while Putin gets richer. So anyway, this uh, Nord Stream pipeline attack, it was clearly uh, an attack. The North, the damage to the Nord Stream pipeline was clearly done by design. It was clearly done um, maliciously. But now the EU leaders and the Washington Post and everybody agrees this was not an attack by Putin. So who was it? Well, we don't know. I know I have my suspicions. You know, I, I think it had to be the United States trying to, as I said, set up Putin and sabotage him. I, you know, I may be wrong, but I just so who was it? Who who would whose interest is it in to attack the Nord Stream pipeline? I don't know. But or maybe, you know, maybe Biden was doing it. Uh, we, we, we don't know. You know, maybe he thought that he was hurting Putin because, uh, you know, P- Putin needs the Nord Stream in order to deliver uh, gas to Europe. But either way, this was quietly reported this week by the Washington Post. It's a slow news cycle because everybody's kind of heading for vacation. So they tried to bury this. This was a very quiet story. And, uh, you know, the reason is because uh, this was fake news and it's been debunked and they're embarrassed and they have egg on their face again. So they're trying to hide this thing. And remember, again, if you say, oh, it wasn't Putin who damaged the Nord Stream pipeline several months ago, you're a conspiracy theorist. Just like if you think that the FBI is colluding with Twitter to um, censor conservatives. Um, so, uh, again, it's really interesting here. You know, um, let me see. Russia uh, is not to blame for the Nord Stream pipeline. European officials have now acknowledged that, despite widespread accusations to the contrary in the days after the attack. Um it was definitely a deliberate act. One European official said there's no evidence of Russia's involvement. Senior U.S. State Department official admitted forensic investigations into the attack have proved exceedingly difficult. All right, that's going to do it for today. And uh, we are going to try to do shows more regularly. So I meant to say that earlier, but hopefully you're still listening. So keep an eye out for that. I'm looking for several times a week. That's going to be the goal. I don't know. We've tried it before, but I'm hopeful That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.